Jack Sparrow, not a fast middle split coming up for a six furlong race. Leads a metre and a half on John McLean. Three metres, Captain Wilson. One metre away in the one-by-one sit was Dill Evans Rockin'. Four metres, all to rage. Three back the running line. Three back the pegs, Shallow Beach. That middle split was 29.4. They straighten up. On the inside, it's Jillaby Jack Sparrow in front from John McLean. Then came Captain Wilson and Till Evans Rockin' starting to sprint home hard. Jillaby Jack Sparrow in front, but Till Evans Rockin's coming home like a shot. Jillaby Jack Sparrow is just in front, however, and Jillaby Jack Sparrow are half to Till Evans Rockin'. First ah, Jillaby Jack Sparrow in the Allied Express pace, beating Till Evans Rockin'. Geez, order rage was good in the third spot. John McLean, Captain Wilson and Shallow Beach. It was a, a six-horse race in the end over the 1,200 metres at Melton. They were in the first sectional in 27.5, down the back in 29.5, which is pretty slow in the last quarter in 26.7. So even though it was a 1,200-metre race, if it was over 17.20 or 22.40, it sort of replicates itself out, doesn't it? They go hard early, slow middle tempo, and then dash home. And when that happens, generally the leader wins, and on this occasion, uh, that's what happens. Steve, if you can add anything to this, you've done well, I reckon. Yeah, no, you're right there, Toby. Uh, Jillyby Jack Sparrow, the first of our little black bookers to get in and win. He mm. was the first one we opened up with a $40 win bet, and he uh, prevailed. That's two runs in the little black book for Jillyby Jack Sparrow now for two, two win. winners. We had three main bets where they, we backed them all to win Saturday night, and they all won. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, our two each-way bets out of the five bets we had both ran fourth. So yeah, we yeah. Uh, we were very close to having a uh, a five way uh, go all throughout the night, but uh, Jellyby Jack Sparrow did the job for us. Glenn Craven just rates these races so so well. Twenty seven four off the arm. He's got that much gate speed. As I said on our uh, preview show on Thursday, Toby, he crosses them so quickly. But he doesn't run a, a super first quarter because he gets across so easy and can back off so quick. He doesn't have to work for 400 metres to find the front. Um, mm. And that basically wins in the race because we, we talk about it often. These 1,200 metre races, if you can run 27.5, uh, 27.9 first quarters, then you've got a big chance of winning the race. If you break 27 and you can start running 26s, mid-26s, then it sets it up for the swoopers. 27.4, exactly what you want to run for that first split. 29.5 was just a perfect breather down the back maybe even a fraction too slow, and then ripped home in 26-7. And, uh, yeah, Jellyby Jack Sparrow, he, he is a really nice pony, this one, and I think he's got a, a future ahead of him. And Till Heaven's rockin', it is really going well for David oh. Murphy. It hit the line sensational. You know, when you're running 26-7 and you're trying to peel off and burn to come home, it's really hard to make ground on the leaders. It made up... Really good ground up the straight and goes straight into our little black book. Alder Rage, I thought, was good, but he just couldn't hold the back until Heaven's Rockin'. John McLean had to sit in the desk seat, do it a little bit tough. Captain Wilson's shallow beach. There wasn't a lot between the first five at uh, Julie Bijak Sparrow getting the job done again. He's an interesting horse, uh, Till Heaven's Rockin'. He was bred in New Zealand. He was trained in Queensland. He won... He had six trials for Tim Butt before he raced. He won four trials in a row from May through to July. Then he finally got produced in August of 2022, and he won that start. Then he had another three trials, and then he won in February twice in 2023 with Tim Butt. So 
in a period of from May 2022 to February 23, he had nine trials and three race starts for three wins. So, uh, he's an intriguing little horse when you actually dig down into him. And now he's found himself in Victoria. And, geez, he is absolutely fine. The way he got to the line, as you said, Steve, he's got a – is he in the little black book? I was just reading up on – he must be close. <laughs> Yes, no, he went straight into yeah, it. That was yeah. a 26-2, I think, was his uh, closing split, which is just sensational to be able to peel and burn like that. Um, he's had five starts in Victoria now. He ran fourth first up, and then he won, ran second, won, and ran second. So, uh, yeah, he's absolutely low-flying and worked his way straight into the little black book. You might have said that. Sorry, I was re- just reading up on That's all right. On I'll, I'll give you a little heads up too, Toby, just to make it very quick and easy for you. That is it. Oh. That is the only addition to our little black book this week. I have three, four oh. other runners that in the, uh, in the grey horses in the grey. They just didn't quite get in. So uh, just the one addition, Till Heaven's Rockin', uh, is the only one going into the little black book. Very good. Race two was the Alabar Vic Bread Pace. The fair heavenly gypsy from three back, the outer takes off three deep. Then Aussie Playboy. Outside of stalemate, nothing but waves. A neck behind her. Third quarter, 27.5. Sturmey up is sprinting now. Leads four metres, Cemetery Bay. The outside, Illawong Awesome, as they straighten up. It is Sturmey up. Cemetery Bay comes through from Illawong Awesome. Heavenly Gypsy down the outside. Sturmey up a metre. Cemetery Bay's getting closer and closer. Sturmey up, Cemetery Bay. Sturmey up's just had it too easy, and Sturmey up's pinched it. Simple as that. A half neck, Cemetery Bay. Four metres, Springfield Affair. Sturmey up, but... winning... Got to the front, this horse, the lead time in 47.9. That equates to 30.6. They were actually uh, looking for some of the drivers in the parade ring for the next race, and they hadn't got to the mile uh, marker in this race. So they were calling for Alan Tormey, who had to drive in the next race, saying, where are you? And they, yeah, she hasn't got to the mile marker yet. They absolutely walked early. And once it turned into that, and it's so often... When they go so slow, it turns into pegs, 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 and that's what it was. Stir me up beating Cemetery Bay, who was buried behind the leader. Springfield Affair, three back the pegs, and uh, that they were the one, two, three. Long Awesome sat parked and did a mighty job to run fourth, Steve. And I know you tip you tipped Illawong Awesome, but I don't think you could have asked for any more from Illawong Awesome in that race. No, look, I was on uh, SEN track Friday night and uh, the, the one thing I said leading up to this race was all we want is a bit of early speed and the one thing that we didn't get was early speed. So <laughs> the last place Illawong Awesome probably wanted to be racing is in the death seat, but it was the first horse home off the pegs. Springfield Affair was three pegs, Cemetery Bay leaders back. Um, Springfield Affair, you know, just beat us there by probably a head, well, 40 centimetres, so that's pretty close to a head, I suppose. Um, yeah, it was just one of those races where, like you say, the speed was farcical. 47.9 is probably one of the slowest lead times we've seen in a long time. 31 6, 29-4, 27-6, 27-9. Cemetery Bay got up the straight well. Had every chance, though. Stir me up. Probably not the, I suppose, bravest horse when it comes to finding the line, but it just had uh, everything so easy out in front that uh, they just couldn't run it down. Springfield Affair found the line well. As I said, Illawong Awesome. I was really happy with its run. I mean, Heavenly Gypsy come off its back and couldn't beat at home. Um, so, you know, you, you can't knock that run whatsoever. We just wish we had 40 centimetres uh, less to play with and we would have had a nice collect there with Heavenly <laughs> uh, with Illawong Awesome. Uh, how, 
170 metres, right? How long would that normally take a horse in full flight? 170 metres, you reckon? About 13 seconds? I was about to say 140 is 10 seconds. So, yeah, about that. Well, the first 1,034 metres in this race was covered in 119.5 and the 1,200 metre race, they went 123.5. So it was four seconds difference for an extra 170 metres. How's that for a snap? There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. how slow they went for that first, not quite 1,200. So to the 1,200 metre mark, it's 1,034 metres, and they almost went the same time they did in the 1,200. That is pretty amazing when you put it in perspective like that. Yeah, yeah. It uh, just goes to show you how slow they went early and then just rolled home. The Neverly uh, Stud Mare's pace was race three from Friday night. Four metres, Heavenly Brigade, five back on the inner, covered up by Orby, five back the outer, third quarter, 28.4. Crimes of a Lady in front, Rosarito Miss, three deep from the 1-1, one, one, comes with a run, Young Gifted and Black is gone, Gypsy Princess out wide, Paradise Valley cruising, just awaits the sprint lane. Rosarito Miss got first run, grabbed Crimes of a Lady, Paradise Valley tries to sprint from Gypsy Princess and Norm's Lady down the centre, Paradise Valley sprinting after Rosarito Miss, Favour gets through on the inside, takes the lead, and Paradise Valley goes away to win by three metres, Second is a photo, maybe Norm's late. Paradise Valley, too good in the Neverly R Stud Mare's pace. And uh, Steve, this was the one you tipped. It paid a dollar sixty-five Paradise Valley, but on the Friday form panel, it was two dollars thirty. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was staggering. The two dollars thirty and. I, I thought she was a dollar dollar fifty sort of chance if you ask me. She was just too good for for them, I thought, and that's how it pay, played out. Glenn Craven said no at the start with crimes of a lady, and that made the first part of the race a bit sharp. Six point eight and twenty nine equates to twenty eight point one rates, so they've gone pretty hard early. But once she uh, Mark Pitt angled onto the leaders back, uh, she was always going to be the one to beat and. That was how it finished. There was a lot of good runs behind. Norm's Lady, Rosarito Miss, Gypsy Princess. Crimes of Lady still went well. I wasn't disappointed with her run. I thought Talara's Shadow got to the line really well. Orby was good. There was a lot of good runs behind her, but she just looked a level above them, Paradise Valley, and that's how it proved. Yeah, she certainly did. And uh, talking about those odds just shows you what early betting, if you're really confident in something and you think it's value, be happy to take it because early betting... I backed the four. I backed the um, three that we had the forty dollar win bets on. I put that bet on when on Friday morning. Yep. Um, I had a two hundred and eighty dollar return, but when we go off our best tote, yeah, we, we, which is what we work off for the show, uh, because you know it's it's a bit hard for everyone to get on early. It returned two hundred and thirty dollars. So there's a fifty dollar return better to simply by, you know, betting them when I thought they were better value. And uh yeah, we got them all in black figures, whereas two of them started in the red when it come time to uh to, to for the race to be run. So uh yeah, it, it you know, it certainly helps to to chase value, get you know, get on when you think you you got the best value you can get, and uh, be happy to take it. But Paradise Valley, once she found uh, the sprint lane, I mean, I tell you what, it was a terrific run by uh, Rosarito Miss and and Jordan Lehman. He he knew his only chance of winning was to get that head start whilst Paradise Valley was being held up behind the leader, waiting for the sprint lane. He did everything he possibly could to to lift it down the straight, and unfortunately, Paradise Valley just you know outclassed him, out sprinted him. Uh, but she stuck on really well, Rosarito Miss, and just got headed on the line by Norm's Lady. 
to miss out on second place, but it was a terrific run by that horse. It's one mm. of the ones that went in the watch sort of book, and so did Norm's Lady. I was really impressed with both those horses. Not not quite enough to put them in the black book, but definitely ones to follow going forward. But yeah, Paradise Valley. We thought it was just a, a you know a big big drop back in class, and uh, she proved that there because she won very very comfortably. I would have thought off the back of that, Talara's shadow as an NR60, the way it got to the line, it could find a race over the uh, next week or two where it should be able to win one. It's been very consistent lately. It always needs a little bit of luck, but uh, if it gets it, it'll win off the back of that uh, as an I NR60. Yeah, look, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the first seven, so, yeah, you know, yeah. Norm's Lady, Rosarito Miss, Gypsy Princess, Crimes of a Lady, Talara Shadow, Orby, any of those could come out and win next start, and you'd say, yeah, that, that was a good form race because, uh, you know, they chased home a really nice mare there in uh, Paradise Valley. Even Heavenly Brigade, if she finds a race at Geelong, she'll just win because yeah. that's, that's where she's... Nominator she... at Geelong. <laughs> yeah, that's, and there's Tuesday this week. I don't know if she's in. I haven't really looked at it that closely yet. But there's always Tuesday next week. You've got three Tuesdays in a row. Uh, just before we get to the news, uh, did you see that text that come in, Steve? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. That was uh, talk about stir me up. Um, that was stir you up. <laughs> so big fella said, I wouldn't watch Planet of the Apes either, Toby. That is a shocking present when you know someone isn't interested in that item. I bet you, Steve, Toby purchased it for a dollar in the specials trade, JB Hi-Fi or something. Well, it cost me nearly $30, big fella. I got the trilogy. I got all three. So she gets to watch two <laughs> and three as well. I'm not just. She gets one for a birthday, one for Valentine's Day, and one for Christmas. I think. Oh no, no, I'm not big on Valentine's Day. Let me tell you, I don't even like Christmas that much, to be honest. But I'm just one of those. Ah, uh, uh, come on, big fella. Hey, you haven't seen Planet of the Apes? Yeah, you better watch it, big fella. Make uh, it, make him a copy. I'll make say, him a copy. Oh, that's that's his Christmas <laughs> present. Oh, he's got one coming. Uh, no, give it a go, big fella. Just watch the first one. It's a lot different to what you think, and uh, it create some interesting themes and some challenging themes to people as well to consider uh, where we sit and what we should be doing with things like animals in zoos, etc. It does challenge a few ideas that we have and we sat and watched it with all our kids, a big tribe of five of our kids were there and uh, we're able to talk to them about a few things during the movie which uh, challenged them a little bit too. So it's a little bit better than you might think and uh, she did enjoy it that little bit better. Dollar in the special stray, come on. And I did make it up with a real present too, Big Fella. I just didn't leave it at that. I'm not that brave. 